Welcome back to another episode of Ride Shimano Radio. I'm your host, Frank Martinez, and I'm here with our marketing guy, Joe Lawwell, and Hans Ray. We're live here at Sea Otter. Um, actually, for you guys, we're recording, even though we're here at the venue um, talking about bikes, joining the event, some racing, and like I said earlier, Hans Ray is joining us. Hans, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to be here at the Sea Otter. Always a great event. Yeah, this is definitely a, a veteran event to this event. Yeah, it's, it's just like, especially now with no Interbike, and it's just like a festival where everybody celebrates cycling at the beginning of the season. Everybody's eager to get out, show their new kit, show their new bikes, right, and right. Um, say hi to, to the family. Right, Joe? Yep, I'm super stoked to be here, and I actually get to see Hans on a fairly regular basis because he's one of my Wednesday night riding buddies. Oh, right, right. We have the so, benefit that he's local. Yep, so that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, stoked to be here, and I'm glad that we got Hans to sit down with us. We're going to talk about a few interesting things, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can we can dive right into Hans. I mean, you're always busy. You're always doing some really cool stuff. Um, I'd probably say your name is synonymous with epic adventures, right? Like, if there's one thing that I always see that you're up to is you're traveling, amazing locations, photographs, um, the imagery is always spectacular. And then this past year, you've been working pretty closely with us. Um, so why don't you tell us kind of what you've been up to for the past year? Well, in the in the in the last few years, I've been doing more and more e-bike stuff. Now that I was always a big proponent, uh, opponent, for, no proponent for e-bikes. You know, GT never had one for a long time, even though like I I had some self-made like uh, bikes in the in the past, and now finally we had one. And I've been doing some trips with e-bikes. That doesn't mean I'm gonna hang my regular bike up. Not at all. I ride my regular bike more than an e-bike. But I think e-bikes are really. It's, they're really cool. They're just fun, and I like them. And they, they open up whole new opportunities, new styles of riding, new ways of riding, new new people to ride with or to keep together. And it's it's just a, a cool thing. And I've been doing these urban adventures, and these urban adventures are basically traverses of certain really giant big cities. And we use partly e-bikes for them, and we go into the inner city, and then when we ride the, the, the great trails on the edge of those cities, we use regular bikes. Well, so in, in particular, you just did one in LA, you called it Trans-LA. Trans-Angeles, yeah. Trans-Angeles, and um, that was pretty much, was that your first adventure where you incorporated e-bikes with a regular bike? Yeah, pretty much it was. I mean, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people who have uh, opinion about e-bikes and it's often I learned it's the people who really never tried one, you know, have to, you know, once once people try one, they usually change people and 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 people always address that, that topic as like it has to be one or the other and I don't think that's true. You can do both, you know, just like you can be a Nordic skier and an Alpine skier. Right, right. Why not ride one day in e-bike, another day you sure. you earn it. Well, you know? And like you said earlier, right, there's different styles, right? It, it allows you to do different things and I think the e-bike is another tool, right? It's another, it's, it's another avenue that you can take when you want to change it up and do something a little different maybe yeah. haul more gear or we've seen it a lot to grow into the trail work area where those guys are hauling more gear and having that extra help um, to haul that gear is is beneficial so i mean there's definitely uh, a good good use cases right for something yeah, like that totally and, and even like just one one of the examples is like i'm 
I'm really into these two battery rides where I bring a second battery and I can really go twice oh, wow. as far as I could on my regular bike and right. really explore. Even in my own neighborhood, I can I can go further than than it was possible before, you know. Yeah. And um, and it kind of it's it's fun. It's adventuring in its own way. And and I, I tell you, most e-bike ride bikes, I come back, I'm just as tired. You know, it's just Absolutely. a different way. And you you spin a lot more. That's I mean, true. like you you'd probably do twice as many pedal revolutions. It's a bit like a spinning class. You know, I always <laughs> say like when I ride go on an e-bike ride, it's you know how people say. If you ride the road bike once or twice a week for an hour or two easy, you know, that's a really good base training. And, and I think the e-bike has that kind of same effect on your training. Very good. So tell me more about the Trans Los Angeles or Trans Angeles because um, I watched uh, the video. I think it was a, a, just a trailer, right, that we had in the office um, like a few months ago. Um, it was. It looked really fun. And you had some other people with you in, in, the, in the film. Yeah, we... Um, we we, we, I brought Missy Joey out of the woods. She was a downhill legend in the 90s and real character of the sport. She really helped um, make the gravity scene what it is today. And then I brought another friend of mine, Timmy C. He's the bass player of Rage Against the Machine and yep. Prophet of Rage. And he's a hardcore bike rider. And we had them along. And a, a friend of Joe's and mine, Tony Sandel, he's one of our riding buddies and actually he had this idea of doing this urban mountain bike ride um, a few years ago and, and it kind of triggered some things in my head and then I took it to the next level and made it a multi-day thing and, and I added the incredible nature that is surrounding LA or my second trip was in Naples, right. in Napoli, in Italy, same thing there and, and you know for the last 20 years I traveled to the most remote corners in the world and, and went to the, all these places and did first descent of mountain ranges and mountains and road trails that nobody had written and I've done it all or it, I, I haven't done it all but it's, it's not new anymore <laughs> and a lot of people are doing it now and a yeah. lot of people misusing the word adventure right. any, any little outing they call an adventure now and, and I thought man what a great way to see a city. I mean, I know in LA for 30 plus years. Right. And you think you know it, and then you, you explore it on a bike, and you come through neighborhoods that you have never even knew they were there. Right. And all of a sudden, you hit a little single trail again, go over a hill, and you come out at a homeless shelter, and then you, you climb up a stair, a case of stairs, and another neighborhood, and there's Britney Spears' house. <laughs> you know, so it's like all these contrasts, and it's a really good way to explore the city, the culture, the people. I was amazed at the amount of trails that you actually had. In when I when I first heard, you know, Trans Angeles, I figured my my mind immediately went to kind of an urban kind of you know uh, trials kind of riding, which you, you're known to do, right? You have a deep history in, in that, and that's kind of what I expected. And I was really pleasantly surprised to see the amount of trails that you guys were able to string together within Los Angeles and exactly how much wilderness is actually there that we don't know about. And you know what? The research was harder than any trip I've ever done. Really? I've done trips in, the, in China in the middle of nowhere where <laughs> there was no maps existing and I had more information or it was easier to do it right. or we were just winging it. I don't know what it was. But I tell you, I put so much time into that yeah. and to piece all these things together, you know, to get from A to B, you know. And But it's an awesome way. And then... So it was basically, we started out at, whoever knows LA, we started out at Mount uh, Wilson, St. Yep. Gabriel Mountains, and yep. we had a really cool stage there. I mean, there's waterfalls that you, you, you would think you're in, Los An uh, in Yosemite. Yeah. And you come around the corner and there's the skyline. I had no idea. LA. There's stuff that I saw in the video that I had no idea even existed yeah. in LA. I was World like, now I want to go out there. <laughs> 
And then the, the day two and three were basically urban stages through LA. We went from Pasadena to downtown, and then the next uh, the, the, the next day was from from the Griffiths Observatory by the Hollywood sign through Beverly Hills and all the way to the Santa Monica Pier. And then we had another really cool natural stage on the Backbone Trail in the Santa Monica Mountains. The Backbone we didn't do the whole trail because it's I think it's over 60 miles oh, long. Wow. But we did a big section of it. And also world-class riding with views over the Pacific Ocean, right high above Malibu. Yeah. I mean, that whole area that burned down in the recent fire, that's, that's exactly where our ride was. And then the last day, we took a boat over to Catalina Island, and, and we jumped on the e-bikes again for the last stage, and we, we traversed the whole island from oh, two wow. harbors all the way to Avalon. And again, that, it's a different world over there. You know, it's an island that's 25 miles off the coast of Los Angeles. And it feels like a hundred years ago, yeah. and it's uh, 97 percent of it is the nature reserve. There's so, literally bisons roaming around. Yeah, I think yeah. people underestimate what how much is in Catalina, yeah. right? And they don't they kind of write it off yeah. as just being a quick boat yeah. trip. But are the trails that you did in Catalina or some of these are these accessible trails to, to anybody? Yeah, Catalina is a bit of a tricky one. We we were mainly on fire roads to okay. be honest because um, they have very few single trails open, and even if you want to ride there, you need to get a bike permit. Oh, okay. Which is an it's an annual permit, you know. I forgot what it costs. It costs like probably 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, but maybe. you can do it. But it's it's an experience, yeah. you know. And if you you know, if you can bring your bike over there or rent one over there and do it, it's, yeah. it's a great way to see the island. And it's it's 25 miles long and there's a lot of elevation, so it's it's not an easy ride to right. get from A to B. That's awesome. Well, like Frank was saying, there's a lot of places in LA that you've covered that I've never seen before. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Joe. I was like, have you ridden any of these trails that he that, that were in that video? Or no, even? but you know, watching that video, it makes me kind of mad that I, I haven't done any of Tony Z's uh, um, LA whatever he calls those rides the sleigh la rides rides. yeah no it looked like a lot of fun and um the whole thing was completely entertaining i mean missy was interesting to see and i know i I almost i don't even know if you're doing her justice but i mean yeah she was like a big big deal back in her day oh yeah and um it was really cool that you had her out and timmy c was super interesting and and he's so hardcore riding but when he gets on that e-bike i mean yeah he's just like this beast is pretty amazing huh yeah, and he's he's quite savvy, you know. Like you think he's some kind of a rock star, but he can talk product and and he has ideas. If you if he would talk to you guys, R and D guys, he would impress those guys. I tell oh wow! You. And, and he yeah. knows, and he has ideas for future, and he thinks about stuff, and he he does. He does like to write technical stuff like these little widow makers yeah, or you yeah, know like like these section these in the climbs. video there where he kept yeah. he wouldn't stop. That's huh? right. He kept going back and how yeah. many he did it I don't know how yeah. many times until yeah. he got it until he finally got that section. Yeah. But I tell you he's been a great spokesperson for cycling or mountain biking. He he's gotten so many people hooked on mountain bikes and tell them, dude, you need a mountain bike? Here, let's go to the 100%. bike shop. You need this bike, buy it and go ride and and it's a it's a good thing. So and yeah, so having him along and Missy it really some really cool characters and we got to use the music in the film from his band uh, Prophets of Rage Rage, which is basically the three musicians of Rage Against the Machine and then it's um, Uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy and uh, and D-Real from from Cypress Hill so that was the music was perfect oh it's it's amazing it's really kind of quintessential Los Angeles right like yeah yeah. the last time I saw them and not to side track but I'm a huge Rage Against the Machine fan was the Battle of Los Angeles and that they did in the Coliseum that was huge nice so I know and to know that he's a mountain biker is even more fun yeah good well so we're talking about this adventure that we all thought was really cool um, 
First question is, can anybody retrace your steps and do everything that you did? Not really, um, not really, because it's, it's pieced together and it's, it's, it wasn't sometimes 100% legally correct. Uh, <laughs> you know, like if, if, you know, like you're not supposed okay. to write down staircases, you know, right, I mean, right. we all do it. So, it, and sometimes you hop on the sidewalk and stuff. And um, so it, I haven't really put out the data, but you can, you can, you know, everybody can do their own version, you know, with a little research. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of the stuff we've written, like like that trail on the first day, it's called Chantry Flats. It's, or the, the, the last section of the trail. And that's one of my all-time favorite rides in the St. Gabriel Mountains. And you can find that on any of those trail apps, you know, and the same with, with the Backbone Trail. And um, so, and the urban part, I think uh, you got to explore it yourself. Yeah. Well, Too so much work to <laughs> figure it out. I'm not going to give it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how can people uh, check this out if they haven't already seen it? So the Trans uh, Angeles film is on my YouTube channel, on the Hans Ray YouTube channel. And um, the, it's a 26-minute it's a film. It's quite entertaining. Even if you if you're not a hardcore cyclist, uh, you might enjoy it. And then um, my my newest one is coming out literally in the next week or two. It's the, oh, okay. it's the one from Napoli. From we went from the Amalfi Coast to Pompeii to the Vesuvio volcano. Oh my gosh! We dropped down into Naples, which is a 3,000-year-old city. We got to go into some of the underground tunnel systems below the city. Wow. And then we, we went also took a boat over to an island off the coast there, Ischia, and we we traversed. We didn't quite traverse it, but we went to the highest point on the island and did a, did a descent. So. Who did you do this one with? Well, I was supposed to do it with Martin Mays, um, uh, our, my teammate uh, and top, one of the top enduro riders who had this incredible season last year, winning downhill World Cups and enduro World Cups back to back. And he literally broke a bone in his hand the day before our first oh, day of no. shooting. And he had to bail out, so I ended up working with riding using a bunch of local riders. And my sister joined me on one day because she has a bike hotel in 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 Italy. Oh, that's cool, which Villa I've been Ray. to, which is beautiful. Yeah, Villare Hotel Villare, and she came and joined us on one day, and that was a day when she was on the e-bike, and and me and the Italian guy were on regular bikes, and we went up the Vesuvio volcano, which you got to see it. I mean, it's like this. It's like a five times the size of the Rose Bowl, oh, you know, wow. and it's like a volcano, and you can look inside there, and then in the background is Naples, and and that mountain erupted 2,000 years ago. It erupted many times, but that's when Pompeii, the famous, right. you know, 2,000 years ago, when it literally, like, wiped out the whole wiped city. Wiped out the whole the city, town, yeah. and um, so we, we, you're getting a little history lesson on those Absolutely. trips, too. Yeah, that's one of the things that I truly love most about watching what you do, is that um, you go to some of the most incredible places when you do your when you do your adventures, and to not to misuse the word adventure, true adventures to some of the most epic places. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's all the definition, and yeah, and, and it, the nice thing is you can have adventures in your backyard, and there's all levels of it. You know, there's guys out there who do these Arctic expeditions. That's right. a whole different level than you know. I mean, yes, I I've been to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro and Mount Kenya and stuff, but. I mean, even Joe and I, we have a friend um, who we ride with, Dave Wonderly, and that guy does hardcore adventures on a on a monthly basis, you know, yeah. like and and you know. But everybody can do it their own way and um, and have fun with it. And urban adventures, I think, is definitely 
something. You know, most people live in urban areas, so why not explore your sure. own hood? Absolutely. You got to start somewhere, right? When you start locally, you kind of get to know what's around you and you can start kind of expanding your borders from there, right? And kind of working your way outward and your skill level for that matter. Was this last adventure, was that an e-bike mix also? Or yeah. is that, that was a mix also. Okay. Yeah, we did, um, we did, uh, I'm gonna, you can, you can kind of say two and a half days uh, e-bikes. <laughs> So yeah, like so. So it wasn't just your sister on an e-bike. You, I was. You were riding an e-bike some. Yeah, and I had I, I brought in this this skier from Livigno, um, who didn't have um, who didn't have his own bike. So we shared bikes. So in the last day, he rode my GT Sensor regular mountain bike, and I rode the e-bike. And um, on the day when we did the volcano and my sister came, it was the other way around. She rode the e-bike and I rode the regular bike. But then in the urban part, I had I had an e-bike both days. So yeah, we mixed it up. And so you said this is coming out pretty soon here? Yeah, I'm literally waiting for the last um, okay, but I hope to launch it um, definitely this month, probably next week, hopefully. And, um, and I'm already working on the next trip, so. Do you want to talk about the next one? Can you talk about your next trip? Yeah, I mean, I'm re I'm researching Hong Kong right now. Oh, so really? It's going to be in Hong Kong, and it's an amazing city with also these contrasts. And one of the things about these trips for me is that that, that huge contrast between yeah. you have this incredible nature and harmony, and then you drop into this chaos, this urban jungle, and the traffic and people. And it's this. It's I really love the the contrast on those trips. And Hong Kong is definitely they have incredible trails left and right. And really, Imba built a lot of stuff there. Oh, over no the kidding! Years. And really purpose-built flow trails. There's a big riding scene. In the city itself, you don't see many bikes, uh, but but for recreational use outside, quite a lot. And then if you go further into China, then the bike becomes a utilitarian right. tool again, where right. people use it a lot. But in Hong Kong itself, you don't see that many bikes on the streets. So huh, it's interesting. So, aside from your adventures that you've been doing, I know you've done some fundraising in the past. Are you still doing some of those uh, events? Yeah, I mean, I have all kinds of stuff going on, but um, one of the things uh, in regards to fundraisers is the Wheel for Life charity, which I started with my wife, Carmen. You know, we've done it now over 11 years, and we, we give bicycles to people in need of transportation in, in developing countries, really. And... To date, we've given away, like, you know, we're a small charity, we have dropped in the bucket, but we have managed to give away over 12,000 bikes in 32 countries. Wow. But it's... Well, that sounds pretty significant. It's, a only, it's only a drop in... We're proud of that number, but it's only a, a, it's a drop in the bucket considering there's millions of people who could sure. benefit from a bicycle. And it's basically, Carmen and I, we're doing the majority of the work ourselves. It's a volunteer thing, like, a, you know, nobody gets paid. Right. We have a board of directors, and we have a lot of people from the bike industry who help us out with different promotions and with fundraisers. And, um, but um, it's something we do on the side. I always want to give a little bit back. The sport has been good to me, and Wheels for Life is, is my way to um, pay it forward. Yeah, and I think through Wheels for Life, because I, I did a little bit of reading, on uh, Wheels for Life and it really kind of one thing that stood out to me is the kind of impact that a bicycle can bring to someone's life in 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 the sense of an economical impact on yep. their life on earning a livelihood yeah right and, and having that mobility of a bike and having something that it, that they can carry more things on whether it's things that they make or things that they grow and bringing those yep. to market and you know even access to, to water 
right? And being oh, able yeah. to transport those things. Like, the water well is, is a yeah. mile down the street. You yeah. Know, it gets old carrying those buckets every day. Yeah. The, the bicycle <laughs> really for those people that, that, that you're giving these to is a complete game changer in their yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. The biggest difference is for most of us, a bike is a is a sports equipment right. or it's made, a hobby for some right? people they transport a toy yeah. or or it, some some a lot of people use it for transportation too but they have alternatives right. These people don't have alter- alternatives they they don't have public transportation or if there is they cannot afford the daily right. bus fee right the school is 5 miles away and if they walk they likely to be late or right. by the time they get back home it's getting dark and they can't do their homework because right. they don't have light in their huts and one you know and and once you, if you don't have an education, then you can crawl out of that uh, vicious cycle of poverty. You know, right, I mean? so, right. So it's it's a ripple ripple effect. And uh, wills for life. Yeah, we we're very pure. You know, like I said, no salaries, and and we have literally two percent overhead only, yeah. which is like basically if you give me a dollar. 98, Ninety-eight cents, cents of that go yeah. towards buying bikes. That's so, incredible. That's yeah. that's very high. Yeah. Well, so aside from people that can watch you on video and visit follow your instagram and that kind of stuff where can somebody see you in person or, or possibly ride with you yeah there is there is occasions at, at events like you know like we don't have a ride here planned at the sea order this year but often at i go to a lot of these festivals throughout the world really and and the next thing where people can go ride with me is going to be in uh, Bellingham, Washington on, on April 27th. So okay. We're going to do a demo day there with GT and I'm going to ride a guide. Uh, guide a ride. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to be at the Sea Otter in Spain um, in, a, in about six weeks. And then throughout the summer, there's like different events. Like in Livigno, is a small festival called Great Days where I'm going to be riding with people and we're doing that famous Tutti Frutti epic flow trail uh, right and um, I'm gonna yeah so it's just like something keep an eye on my schedule look out you know often at these events we, we do rides and hang out and you know and people can join yep. well I know in Sedona we just had some really great e-bike rides where you were our ride leader and people seem to really have a good time with that and we had some pretty wide variety of skills show up for that and, yeah um, seemed like everybody had a really good time though yeah, it was. It was, and typical thing. Yeah, we did we did e-bike rides, but also regular rides, and there's some pretty t- technical hardcore riding. If you go out with the locals, they show you some lines that oh, yeah, we had that some make, openers that make your heart, <laughs> heart beat fast. But um, yeah, yeah, that's something that I really like about the e-bike. When you have a group situation, you can have a really wide variety of people out there, all enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah, no, it's true. Like if normally when you have like a forty-five minute climb, you know the the, the group can be fifteen minutes spread apart by the oh, time easily. they get to the top. But on the e-bike, everybody's within five minutes or less, you know. So it helps you kind of maintain the pace. Yeah. Everyone kind of is enjoying it at the same time. It kind of levels the playing field a little bit, right? So you can have that wide skill level join you on the run. That's awesome. So locally, uh, we did something with you. Um, not that long ago at a local uh, bike park right that has no lifts but you guys took the e-bikes out there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah we went uh, we, we went I took a few of your colleagues up to the sky park uh, right. the, the Santa's village in Arrowhead Lake Arrowhead in, in Southern California and it's an interesting little bike park which in my opinion is actually one of the futures of what's going to happen in the next 10 really? years really it's a bike park without lift access 
It's a bike park with hardly any elevation. I think they have interesting. I think they have only 200 feet elevation. Oh wow! And you have to pedal yourself up there. You have to still buy a lift ticket, which is not cheap. Yeah. But you know what? It's worth every penny because the trails they build are such high quality oh, really? trails. Like really, really nice flow trails. Like predictable stuff, fun stuff. Where and anybody can ride on it. And you can bring an e-bike or a regular bike. And if you ride a regular bike and you have to climb to the top, it takes about eight minutes to get yeah, to the top. Yeah, it's not, like you said, there's not super yeah. high elevation, so you're not killing yourself getting your, getting yourself to the top. And you have all these other options, and then at the bottom is this beautiful village, the Santa's village. It used to be a, a Christmas yeah. thing, and but they have a, they made it an adventure center with zip lines and climbing walls. They have really nice uh, little brew pub with great food and a oh, little so bike shop. Oh, so you could shop, literally make a weekend out of it. You can take the whole family there, yeah. and and it's um, and you have access to all those other things in the park. Oh that's, wow, that's part what you're paying for. But um, what makes that place special is the trails are built really well and. As, as more and more of these flow trails are popping up, as more and more people realize there's actually an art to it and there's a difference between a, a good trail and a trail that could be a lot better. Yeah. And um, this place, I think they've done it right. So That's fantastic. And that's for those that are in Southern California, that's really close. It's a couple-hour drive at most for most of us. Yeah, from L.A. Yeah, yeah easy. that's yeah. easy. That's fantastic. Yeah, less. Less. All right. Well, Hans, I want to thank you for stopping by, spending some time with us, chatting with us, and sharing with us your adventures. And uh, for those listening, why don't you go ahead and tell us where they can find you on social media? Well, yeah. So, yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's Hans No Way Ray. Or follow me on Facebook, Hans Ray. On Twitter, Hans No Way Ray. <laughs> go to HansRay.com. <laughs> all go over. Go to my YouTube channel, Hans Ray YouTube channel. Sign and, up for all of it. Yep. And don't forget to check out Transangelus. That's right. Thanks, you guys. All right, thank you. Thanks for your time. Happy trails. Have a good weekend.